tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. This is our last episode on the topic of tone, focusing on using your volume and tone controls on the guitar. This episode features Dan's PRS with the pickups changed for Sir Thornbuckers from the 8515s which it came with. You can see a demonstration on our YouTube channel of Dan playing this guitar over a backing track, which is from one of our future lessons that should be coming out at the start of August. At the end of this episode, Dan talks about his setup and some of his pedals. want to try the PRS just because uh, if you I don't know I don't know what you, how you're doing on time it, we've used a lot of your time let's give it a go you're right yeah let's give it a whirl like a bad boy Good stuff single call listeners as well this is now Dan's PRS oh, this is my PRS one thing that you've done is you've calmed the pickups down slightly haven't you yeah I'll put in a set of uh, sewer thornbuckers 53 slightly spacing on the bridge 50 on the neck slightly lower outputs um, nicer crossover is that right yeah it seems to right? be I think it's something like 771 or 73 on the neck and I think it's the 53 mil spacing comes out at 8.9 on the bridge so we've got the the same wiring as as Gary's. So that's my two single call sounds, like the call from each. Bridge humbucker with neck single. Thank you. 
got the uh, sweet child of mine sound. <laughs> Ferocious, but not too much so Lisa. Brilliant. Shall we add in the uh, sort of absolute thick? Belting sounds there. It is very, uh, it's very nice. Now we're adding the EQ for a little bit of um, oomph. <laughs> <laughs> sound well, well hopefully some of our listeners will be uh, experimenting around with their volume and tone pots a little bit more that's what the, the wish would be well <laughs> yes let's hope they do yeah but uh thanks very much no worries um I mean, my advice to you gary would be as as to the the listeners too is, is you know set yourself up with that one sound 
There is a sound at which, with too much gain, it isn't always kind of easy to go backwards. Yeah, sometimes a clean boost, I feel, kind of cleans up a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than if you if you kind of stuff another overdrive in there. And also it has a lot less opportunity to get sort of too compressed. Whereas sometimes overdrives on overdrive work. You know, if you start stacking your drives together, it can work. But it can also sort of kind of leave things a bit over-compressed and messy. Yeah, okay. Again, all things are subjective. Is that out of the out of the loop. <laughs> oh well, yeah. all, all well, things for clean. I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely, yeah, it has its use. And you, you know, if you're using an amp on very low gain and you just want to mm. saturate it a bit, there's there's no harm in that. And also, if that's your sound, if that's the sound that you want, that's the sound you desire, go for it. What I might like might be completely different to what the next guy likes. Yeah, I mean, you usually within a sort of a remit of sort of, I guess, rock, grunge, blues, blah blah blah. You know, there are certain sounds that are considerably acceptably good sounds, but there's always people who kind of push the boundaries and, you know, like like a, f- a fuzz pedal, you probably wouldn't want as your core tone. You know, you want it as like a you're using it like an effect, bring it in and out as you so desire. For times when you want your guitar to have that fizzy, fuzzy sort of tonality. But if someone out there feels that that's what they want, they found their sound and they can make use of it, then great. That's up to you. That's that's the beauty of it all. Is there's so much gear out there, and there are so many different settings, pedals, guitars, amps, pickups, you name it. There's something for everyone, and then some. That there's nothing wrong with kind of going out there and experimenting and seeing what you like. Yeah. But you're setting a, a sound up on your amp like that where you've got room to move either way. So, like, say you had your volume on 5 and that was a nice sort of crunchy sound. You could wind it on to 10 and you'd have a good lead sound. You could wind it back to 2 and you'd have a sort of an almost clean sound. It shows you how flexible that kind of channel is. And then if you put a drive on top or a clean boost on top, say you want to push, like, the upper echelons of that channel a bit further, that's a way of maybe taking that sort of to the next level. But it will be dependent on where your amp and what amp you've got and the sounds that you choose as to where all of those settings lie. Yep. My preference for the last few years has always been clean boost over overdrive pedal. So I'd much rather have a clean boost going into a distorted amp than than have an overdrive pedal going into a distorted amp. And what amp. sort of clean boost do you use? Um, there's, that's not that's not a bad setup, but there's maybe a volume pedal, wouldn't there? There's lots of different options. I mean, volume pedals themselves are best where you can literally use them effectively to take whatever sound you've got from nothing to everything. So they're very, very good at the end of, of your effects chain and things like that. And I believe if you get one which is like an active volume pedal, yeah. it shouldn't rob you of tone, which usually the cheap and, cheap and nasty ones do. Yeah, more expensive ones can be quite pricey, but they are a lot better. However, for straight clean boosts, I use a Cocoa Boost on my big pedal board. It's a Sub product. It's quite expensive, but it's very, very transparent. And it also has a mid-boost feature on a separate button on the foot switch, so you can bring that in additionally, so you can choose between boosting the mids or just boosting. You're not stuck with the one setup type thing? You're absolutely not. And also there's a three-position three mini switch which allows you to tailor it to your amp. And if you go inside, you can choose to have it buffered or not buffered. What, so you can do away with your buffer switch? So in other words, you can buffer your signal, which will bolster the signal at the beginning of the chain. 
which some people like so they can roll their volume back and it doesn't become muddy and that sort of thing or you can have it not buffered I actually don't like the sound of it buffered I found it too harsh so I tend to go for the non-buffered and it works perfect with how much do you have a buffer switch on your pedal board at the end or I don't, but you do find that usually amongst setups, your pedals, there'll be a combination of sort of buffered and non-buffered, you know. And a lot lot of amps, effects, loops also have a buffer in them. Okay. Built into the amp itself. Oh, that's good. On a small board, I use a Zvex Channel 2, which is a buffer booster, and it it tends to lend a slightly brighter quality to the amp, but it does mean that rolling off the volume is very easy, and it's not a harsh brightness. Other ones I'd recommend trying is the EP booster, which isn't a total straight clean boost, but it can be set up to be. But it adds a really lovely tone. It kind of takes your tone and it just makes it that little bit nicer. I had one once and I... It's the fairy dust. It It is the fairy dust. I had one once and I regret selling it. Also, I've tried things such as if you're on a budget, the Joyo Roll Boost comes in at about 30 quid. And it's a perfectly good, feasible, clean boost if you can't stress or anything else. And there's nothing wrong with it. And it will do what it says on the tin. It's a clean boost. Mm. Doesn't really colour the sound. Doesn't offer some of the features of the others. But there again, neither does it come in at the same price point. So that would be my that would be my preference. If you're going into a clean or cleanish amp, you're probably going to need some drives. If you're one of those guys that puts all the pedals in a row and then goes straight into a clean or cleanish amp, you are going to need some drive pedals. But if you are using the amp's distortion as I do, and as you were there... Yeah, don't really need it. It's it's a bit surplus to require. Yeah, it is really. But it's yes. quite it's quite nice to be able to set the amp up for a sound that you can do so much with. Yeah. And then kick in the equaliser just to add a little bit more input gain, really. Yeah. And just send the the sound over the top. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, as I've said many times. A Strymon timeline added to that, and that would be it, wouldn't it? <laughs> the timeline is a, is a is a beast to behold. Yeah. Make no mistake. I want to have a real go with that. It's got a looper on it and everything. Oh. Anyway, thank you very much, Dad. No worries. Love Pleasure. You. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas, and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals, and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Hey.